executive assistant has joined the chat. <laughs> That's good. My, mine um, has a micromanagement problem, so he stays outside. Because he will, he will absolutely attack any cord that is presented to him. <laughs> there was a time when this cat, <clears throat> in a previous iteration of the desk, was very much about coming, and your lap would be the, the intermediate space, mm -hmm. because there, there was about this much space of, like, open drawer, sort of, for the previous <laughs> desk. So it would just be onto your lap, and then it was tuck, tuck self into that tiny little open drawer space. <laughs> And I have one, uh, one or two photos from when the cat was that small. And then the day that the cat figured out it could no longer fit in that little space there, I, I think it was really annoyed at oh. how the world was changing outside of its own control. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, mine, mine sees my lap most of the time as an intermediary step um, to get to my desk. Uh, but when he decides to, he'll just, he won't sit in my lap. He'll crawl up so that he wants to be like halfway to my chest. Uh, which is cute, but it means I have to hold him, and as he gets bigger, that gets harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, truth. Um, how are things going for you? You got everything lined up like you care to? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've, I've gotten things down to a semi-science. Um, I almost forgot to, to mute my, uh, my speaker so that it doesn't, you know, echo. Uh, but other than that, oh, and I turned off my heat because I, I doubt that your heater is on the same floor as you, right? Like the actual boiler, not boiler, but you know. The furnace, yeah. The furnace, the yeah. Furnace oh, there. that's interesting. For most people, it's in the basement. Um, my dad's is in the we basement. We have upstairs. Two, two family, upstairs condo, downstairs condo. So mm -hmm. downstairs condo has theirs in the basement. Upstairs condo, we have ours in the, the attic. Gotcha. So mine yeah. is like six feet that way <laughs> so even with the door closed it is not quiet no no yeah. that would do it i'm thinking about yeah. getting some okay. like a door installed but anyway that's that's just stuff hmm. um, all right if so your lips get too blue then i will try to warn you that you'll are you, i think you'll already know yeah that's that's true yeah if, if suddenly i freeze solid like jack nicholson it'll be too late um, <laughs> There is an enduring image of the 20th century of cinema. The yep. Frozen Jack Nicholson, the, um, uh, the Robert Dreyfus disappearing into the alien spaceship. Yep. Uh, right. The um, let's see, what's another good one that's appropriate to now? Um, uh, Ripley saying, "Get away from her, you bitch." That's that's always a good one. Yeah, Rip, right. Ripley in the big exosuit. Uh, I went right to Chaplin playing the, the great dictator, bouncing the, um, mm. the inflatable world around. Because uh, that came up then. It, like, it's appeared in so many other things where someone who was playing in a, a comedy dictator type role also mm. goofed around with things like that. Although, when you said that, you just reminded me of the uh, animated gif of just a random adult kicking a giant inflatable beach ball. And, and it's like, of the world, I'm pretty sure. And it just smacks this kid on the side and just knocks him like two feet. Yeah. It's like, hey. Metaphor. You know, well, exactly, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking, uh, speaking of metaphors, uh, I think my dad read my Christmas letter that mentioned, uh, like, conversationally, things about Stoicism and those early days of Stoics, because uh, this came in the mail today. Oh, wow. Dealing with you. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, I, uh, I don't know if that continues the conversation or, or what. I'm pretty sure it's just one word. It's repression, right? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's he must have he must have picked it up fresh because I don't see any. There's no marks in here. There's no little <laughs> things. Um, I mean, that, that feels like the better choice of the two. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, this is... This is good, right? That's good. Free yourself from the pain of perfectionism. Yes, That's important. Don't, don't let the perfect be the enemy of good. Nope, do not. Uh, oh yeah, this is a good one for the next hour of the podcast. Right? God is bigger than your difficulties. I mean, if you believe in one, yes. <laughs> uh, please let us not take the... Take the 
the classic Carlin hypothetical of is um, if God is all powerful, can he make a rock so big that he, even he can't lift it? Or the I feel uh, like we can't, we can't improve on the Carlin approach. That's that true. Although the, there was a, an interesting parallel, which is, you know, could um, could God make a burrito so hot that he could not eat it? Mmm. Mm. Mm. Uh, that is a forever question that I should have been using in all my interviews. And I will ask it again <laughs> when I have an interview later this week with Snowflake. Does your instance of... Um, does your Atlassian instance still have the uh, burrito page in it? Yes. Wait, that came with it? I thought it was something that somebody in support made like years ago. I, I believe it, it was a it. Default, the default for Confluence. I think oh, it was wow. a default page for Confluence depending on whether you chose to retain it or not. That's funny because yeah. I remember that existing in the wiki. And the wiki existed before we ever went to Confluence. So that's that's funny. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe they stole from us. Maybe somebody from where we worked, you know, not naming mm. any names because I don't want to have to do an edit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. So I, I am uh, I'm doing a quick search just in case. That, just in case that's the kind of thing that we want to. All right, maybe not because here we go. Not many results contain burrito. <laughs> uh. Would you like to search only for Atlassian Confluence and Burrito? <laughs> um, hmm. uh, there is, Burrito is also a name used, and you may enjoy this. Uh, it is a Elixir, so Elixir-based applications, separate thing, right? Elixir Project, which is a cross-platform uh, way of releasing things has burrito as a self-extracting archive or de-archive tool. <laughs> um, I will be happy to put that one into the show notes for anybody who does not feel like they know enough about burritos yet. Yeah, exactly. That's well. I mean, there there are worse names for projects that I've heard of. So or tools. Oh, so way, way way worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you may be correct. We may be the origins of that burrito thing that people just did not end up uh, taking out of our own usage. Yeah. Yeah. No it's, regrets. It's a, it's, no regrets. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice little Easter egg either way. Um, so, mm -hmm. unlike the last episode that we recorded, we're actually going to remember to do the intro this time. <laughs> so, oh, we totally forgot the intro last time. Well, it wasn't you and I. It was um, it was Ish. Um, because because oh. we we got like literally at the end, so we did the intro at the end, then we did the outro. Because we are professionals, damn it. We are definitely getting paid for this by people in mul multiple countries. Yeah, yeah. I I said recently in a meeting I said because um, the joke was somebody accidentally said um, we we're talking about Rob, mm -hmm. and they meant to say speaking of Rob. So the next two people says, like, I am also thinking of talking of Rob. And I said, well, let's keep it up because uh, I hear the CIA pays well if, if I become an influencer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything where you can do uh, clandestine work without leaving your home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the CIA literally has a podcast now. Says a lot. Yep. Although mm -hmm. I'd be I'd be worried about being like their social media manager. <laughs> like I feel genuinely concerned. Uh, so yeah. I mean, so you you'd learn you'd learn a lot really fast. Um, you could never tell anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm online sometimes. I don't know. It may not be cracked up to you know what what people really think it it could be. Yeah. Um, anything that you uh, that's already a topic on its own now what is it like being the community manager for the CIA um, the social media manager for the CIA I still have uh, let's see I remember that there are multiple Twitter accounts that they set up because they wanted to do focused types of sharing one of them being here is the uh, here is sort of an honor roll list 
Like you'll see things in various intrigue films sometimes of, oh, we couldn't find, we couldn't verify that such and such died, or we didn't bring a body back, but we're just going to assume they're dead, and now their name is added to this role of service agents. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of thing, a a remember when this person performed these services, this is when they're believed to have passed or or otherwise uh, had a major issue. Like they had some of those nostalgia nostalgia channels. Um, Intelligence service nostalgia must be very interesting. Yeah, so remember that time that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, although, that thing uh, that we're not talking about didn't happen. Yeah, although it's not the FBI. Uh, sorry, it's not the CIA, but if you want to see an interesting movie about like an FBI double agent, you should definitely check out Breach, um, mm. which was, I think, a late 2000s movie. Yeah. Late 2000s. Well, not that I'm connected with your Plex anymore, but I am connected with a different Plex server that may have that on it. Let me take oh, a quick cool. look. Well, if you ever want to be reinvited, um, just let me know. Uh, 2007. Oh, Chris ah. Cooper. Yep. Hey, anything with Chris Cooper in it, I'm down. Chris Cooper, Ryan uh, Philippe, and Laura Linney. Yep. All right, cat seems good. Yep. So... Anyway, um, back to the intro. <laughs> no, I think this is it. This is the episode. We're just going to keep it on going. We're going to keep revealing things about ourselves that disqualify us from any further uh, you know, security clearance. Not the first time today I've talked about security clearances either. Yeah. Well, I've already, I've already revealed my name, so I have to say he, him, so I'm already that far. Well, talking, talking to Rob... <clears throat> yeah well the thing that we do have to do which isn't which is sort of the intro is we do we do actually have to pick a topic <laughs> mm. so. i'm matt he him i reject all topics just categorically yes what if this podcast like a was a shit show like true stoicism <laughs> i let the world come to me as it is i do not feel that i need to take uh, an unorthodox level of control over what happens in it because that will put me in an emotionally fraught place that I do not need to be. Yeah. So all I have to do is expose you to the topic, and you must accept it. It will wash over me like the snowstorm today did not. Yeah, apparently they canceled school in my area in preparation, and uh, whoops. I just finished doing an errand, and I was pleased at how COVID-like it felt being someone out on the road with a car going exactly as fast as I cared to mm. in the direction that I wanted to go, doing the errands that I wanted to do and coming back home in a very uh, efficient amount of time. Oh, congrats on so not having that uh, speed traps. <laughs> Whatever that was, bring that back. I'm down. Yeah. Well, an apocalypse would do that too. You just have to make sure you stay away from the big cities. I thought we would get a lot more entertaining use of the COVID time, uh, shooty shoot of, of people being able to go out there and pretend there's no one left on earth. That's a and great point. Maybe the producers decided that too many of those had already been made successfully without being during COVID times. Right. Really the number of COVID based movies that have come out or shows have been so slim as to mm. be really disappointing. Yeah. I also think there's like possibly for the people who weren't crazy, like the mental trauma of like, I don't really want to, relive this in any sense like i think people like they they basically what was that contagion that movie that came out years before it um like every everyone contagion themselves out it's like well i've watched this enough times i don't i don't need any new ones for a while Hmm. yeah tell me what topic you would like to cover Oh, so you want me to pick? Once again, I'm Matt, he, him, and I am waiting for my co-host to decide what is the what is the future. <laughs> oh boy! See, sometimes it's it's actually harder to choose the topic. Ah, okay. This one I I thought of um, like in the middle of the night, so I woke up and wrote it down. Um, what if? All Happy Meals came with a voodoo doll. 
like a working voodoo doll. There is a layered assumption there. I mean, yes, you have... If it's just a voodoo doll that doesn't work, that's quite boring because all voodoo dolls don't work. Although the idea of like McDonald's going, it's like, no, no, it's okay. These don't work. Um, I think we have to assume that that's a feature of it, that there will be people who look at it and go, well, not a problem. I'm fine with this. They don't work. <clears throat> right. Yeah, if they if they like that's that's like one of the first questions. Like, if you genuinely believe it doesn't work, does it not work? Um, I think it's funnier if in this circumstance if it just does work. Like, you don't have a choice. Um, so, like, there's a few practical questions to start off with, which I might have to Google. Uh, let's see. Please do. How many happy? meals are sold per year. All right, so it sells about a billion Happy Meals a year. Wow. So let's, and hell yeah. Yeah. Let's each toy Because they, they don't do one for the entire year, right? So There right. is some there's some kind of adjustment. Yeah. So how often do you change the Happy Meal theme? So we have uh, that, uh, each testing between five and seven weeks. So let's say that, uh, let's, let's make it easy. Let's round a bit. Say it's five. That means that there's one-tenth you know, because 50 week, 52 weeks in a year run down to 50. So that means 100 million voodoo dolls are out there. Um, now, <laughs> there's, there's a couple ways to approach this. So <laughs> most toys are limited, right? So imagine if you just had like six random people on Earth. <laughs> Each one had several million people <laughs> Who had a working voodoo doll? Uh, you'd be overstimulated quite quickly. Yeah, you've made this a real short episode. We can go right to the 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 uh, savagery and support that goes along with that kind of attitude. Well, I mean, because we can we can vary it up. This is, I just think, the funniest, shortest one first. <laughs> I um, I have to imagine. In a detailed way, what does that doll look like? Yeah, how is it manufactured? What is it a McDonald's theme? Like, what, what what would you put in a McDonald's theme? Goes into a Happy Meal. It meets all of the basic requirements of a toy, in terms yeah. of size, in terms of shape and color, and and uh, general safety. Mm -hmm. While also knowing, it's not going to be Ronald. It's not going to be the Grimace. It's not going to be not even going to be Hamburglar. Right. It's going to be someone adjacent to that experience without somehow causing people to corrupt their idea of what the characters within the McDonald universe should be. Right. So it, it has to be somewhat wholesome, but it has to be a real mm -hmm. person. So mm -hmm. the, 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 the amusing part of this particular scenario is that th this could be all legitimate up until people realize that it's a voodoo doll. Right. So like, I don't know, let's just take, like, a boy band. Say, like, NSYNC makes a comeback, right? <laughs> and each one of them gets a voodoo doll. It's like, people don't notice anything weird happening until, you know, somebody accidentally damages it or destroys it, like, during, like, a live performance. <laughs> the guy just falls over. You're reminding me, because you said boy band and because you said fall over, <clears throat> I went to a presentation once by a friend here in the, uh, the Metro Boston area, and they wanted to illustrate what it was like to be in a group that was so well-connected and so self-supportive mm -hmm. that, and this is where they showed this little very short video clip, that as the band One Direction walked down a hallway, one of the members Whoa. tripped over a spot on the carpet and fell over. Oh. 
all of the other members are paying so close attention to each other that they also fell over in direct sympathy to their other member who fell over. Well, they were going in one direction, so that makes sense. Let's be open to this, this idea that, okay, you may be voodooing your your member of uh, your your new additions, you're one of the kids uh, that is new on the block, and you may (laughs) discover you have a bigger impact than you expected because of the type of tight tight connection that others have with each other. Mm, That being the case, I think I would go after a band who, uh, or or a a significant person who does not take themselves too seriously. They may even have signed up for it as a co-branding opportunity with McDonald's, knowing that instead of it being a, uh, a, I'm going to cause you great harm voodoo feeling, it just transfers something to them where they know, okay, this thing's now been stuck or it's been held over a candle or, or one of the other classic things. I feel a little tingle, and then I'm going to react to it in an entertaining way that allows my own personal brand as well as the brand of McDonald's to benefit in a more positive sense than you might hope when you're thinking about tossing a voodoo doll in the fire. I mean, that's smarter. So they, so in this case, they know that it's going to happen, but they have like essentially like a ratings block on the on the voodoo that you can do it's like hey, this is a yeah, pg only like, voodoo <laughs> for mcdonald's to get on board with this i think they'd have to see the positive benefits of it uh yeah. your social media positive benefits your your what's going to get butts and seats and buy you know sell more fries uh, that's that's what I think of is there's a natural do this to the thing and then the thing happens except it's a hilarious thing for a lot of people right so they, they, they essentially a... go into eyes open like that's why in the first scenario in most of the scenarios I was thinking of um, they simply weren't aware of it until it was too late I think this time it's planned ahead yeah I think this is a real this is a real it's it's happening intentionally kind of thing yeah. So who would, who would choose to get randomly messed with in a in a tr- trivial way, who was famous? Hmm. Uh, Weird Al. We'll start that, there. That fits. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, too many, honestly, too many social media influencers. There'd have to be a selective level of person who is not so much. A, I just fall downstairs professionally. Oh yeah, no, Mr. Beast. He's he's too. <laughs> He's too powerful for this. <laughs> no, not in this situation. Although, to be fair, who was um, that guy who got in huge trouble because he went into that forest? Did you hear about mm. that one? Please tell me and the listeners more. I will pretend I don't know what you're talking about. So, I mean, I'm glad that I... I'm sorry, I'm sad that I know. Uh, so I'm happy for you up until this moment. Um, but there was a famous YouTuber who was like famous for like doing... Um, like basically not good things, but things that he could like have plausible deniability for. And then he Mm, went to a forest in Japan, which is notorious. And the Japanese government like really doesn't want people to talk about it. So I'm not going to give any more details than that. Um, and he videotaped something that he absolutely should not have. Um, and he got massive, massive backlash. Um, Mm -hmm. so I can imagine him doing this just for the attention and then people would try to do their worst because (laughs) like people turned on him pretty hard after that. And I think rightfully so. Mm. And Mm. I think the funniest thing is that I don't remember his name. So therefore (laughs) I'm not spreading any knowledge about him beyond people who don't already know. Not going to go in the show notes. We're not going to satisfy this guy. And his, exactly. His I'm not even Googling it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, what would be the closest to this that I can think of? Um, people who seek out publicity and they just, they, they go beyond the pale. They go a bridge too far. They go just outside of the expectations of their audience enough. Someday we will do the same. We will, <laughs> in our efforts to explore our all hypotheticals, go so meta that people will realize there's no point in doing hypotheticals in, in, you know, in, in the first place. So why are these guys even trying to do meta hypotheticals? But until that day, yes. 
I will say uh, those who decide that they want to pick everything up, they decide to live their van life, and they get down to such a level of detail on what their van life is like that you realize you're putting more time into watching them with their, in their van life than they are living their van life. Mm. Kind of like a real-life Sims. You, you're, you're doing Sims, and you, uh, you also realize that you're outside of any modicum of control beyond switching to a different channel. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If you find yourself opening your Happy Meal and you shake the voodoo doll out of your McDonald's Happy Meal, and it is just a character inside a, light, a little van, <laughs> I, think, I think that's a test audience that we realize has already failed. Yep. Let's put the Property Brothers in. <laughs> yeah, I might buy that Happy Meal. Yeah. <laughs> There's also what was the 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 Joanna Gaines and what's his name? Those two people who mm. also do house. I mm-hmm. I my mom used to love those, um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand them. And I always love the memes about them. It's like you know I'm a butterfly rancher. You know, uh, I make artisanal uh, spittoons, and we have three point eight million dollars. <laughs> it's our ceiling. It's and and it's somehow not the same show that is the lottery winner home shopping right. show, even though that's what you think it should be. <laughs> yep. Uh, at the far yeah, at the the switch side of that, which I can also imagine showing up in one of those voodoo doll forms, are the people who are willing to shoot ten different episodes of a show all at the same location on the same day because the budget for each individual show is so low that they probably are buying happy meals as lunch uh opportunities for the staff that are there and the host is running around to 10 different spots in this larger area let's say it's a flea market show the host is Mm -hmm. running around to 10 different spots around the flea market area taking advantage of the fact that they are in fact shooting 10 different episodes of the same series all of which are going to be the season for that mm-hmm. day and then at the end of the um at the end of the flea market day each episode is more or less concluding of the people who have bought the thing well i can turn this one into a coffee table and then they spend like an hour in the shop turning mm-hmm. into a coffee table and then you watch an entire season parading along of people doing refinished coffee tables as their attempt to try to uh turn 50 bucks into 100 bucks yeah although speaking of like how things are produced uh it reminds mm-hmm. me when i learned i think quite late into life like i think i was in my late 20s maybe um and i was watching a thing called doctor who confidential where they talk about like the behind the scenes production of the show and Mm -hmm. it should have been obvious to me but they don't film things in any sort of chronological order so like you could play the lap you could be doing like the last scene of the season like halfway through so that to me that makes because again it's it's just more like cost effective it's like well we have this scene that we're going to have you know this location that we're going to have at three different points in the show but we only have this scene for two weeks or a day or whatever so we're just going to do all of them there and to me that's more impressive because from an acting standpoint you have to like act in a way for things that you haven't done yet or or Mm. like just not acknowledge things that are going to be happening in the future mm-hmm. so i think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of impressive um but that's <clears throat> just a tangent um, mm. well, when you're a, a happy meal buyer you know you're getting the rest of the meal is most of the value in the food or do you think it's in the the toy would they buy the two the food independent of also getting the toy in the nice box that it comes in so i will tell you <laughs> A somewhat depressing, very stupid story that gives me the answer to that question. Please. Um, do you remember Beanie Babies? Sure. Do you remember that Mike, I almost said Microsoft, that McDonald's had Beanie Babies in their Happy Meals, and it was like 12 of them? I am nodding and smiling. Yeah. So what happened when I was a kid, and this was like 15 or 16, I think, um, we would go to multiple McDonald's a day, every day, 
every meal, we got to the point where we were so tired of the food that we said, look, we'll just buy the toy, keep the food. Uh, so people will absolutely, especially with this particular thing, they will absolutely not care. Like, oh, you're out of, you're out of fries well, because so many people wanted this? Forget it. I just want the toy. Just want to, <laughs> I just want to be able to, to uh, poke one of the property brothers, even if I don't know which one it is. <laughs> the one who has the slightly yeah. shorter beard on a given day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one property brother in despair. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a third brother that I learned. Um, what? Yeah, he's not a twin. He just, uh, I don't know if he's behind the scenes or if he just doesn't want to be involved, but there, there is a third property brother. Like the Costco, Whoa, okay. the Costco brand property brother. Huh, so he's the one who shows up in the knockoff uh, Whataburger meal that is not the <laughs> voodoo meal. That's right, and only his like left leg can be uh, affected because they, they, they didn't make it right. <laughs> It just sort of hangs loose, and you can just knock it around <laughs> however you want to. And then he feels a slight pain in his knee when you do. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like how did how did I how did they give me rheumatoid arthritis? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Although, yeah, what is the insurance like for someone who signs up for that? What are they now? You know, it's 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 pre it's pre release. You're signing contracts. You're making the financial arrangements that go along with. Uh, with go along being a branded, a, a, you know, you're putting in the hands uh, a billion people might have access to your likeness in order to be able to make you feel things. What kind of insurance policy do you get? <laughs> Who's willing to underwrite it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it depends on what the damages can be. Like, if you can limit to like temporary things, um, mm -hmm. then I think. At most, you'd be you'd be like paying for long-term mental health care after it's over, if it is over, right? Do these expire? Uh, if they don't, then that's that's a real problem. Um, mm. Yeah. So hopefully, it, hopefully it expires when the promotion does. So it's like you know five weeks, just like you know everything else, um, to to be merciful. So if if you limit it, I think that. Like just a regular, like probably corporate insurance policy, whatever that costs, is probably enough. Um, but if they can do anything, you're basically uninsurable, because with a hundred million people, um, th so I'm not going to say the T word because I don't know what podcast will, podcast app will will do with it. Um, mm. But if you're a domestic one of those, uh, you know. There's Look. this thing called stochastic T, right? I'm not saying mm -hmm. the word. So no. the idea is that if you say something to enough people, someone's going to do the thing. And uh, with 100 million people, pretty much anything that could happen would happen. Um, so it would be more, it would be more difficult to insure than the people who went to the moon, which did get an insurance policy. Um, did it? But it wasn't from an insurance company. Uh, what they did is they uh, they basically they took something up with them in space I think previously so that mm -hmm. if they didn't survive that thing that went into space would be even more valuable and that would like cover um, you know like next of kin uh, because it would be so rare and valuable ah interesting yep but oh. yeah so it's 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 definitely big extremes depending on what you can do. That's that's my answer. What do you think? Or even who is so desperate for the exposure that they're willing to sign up for that, whether or not they can get the insurance. Because that hasn't been Tom Cruise. Right. <laughs> he's figured out a way with as ridiculous as he's gone with his production levels and the amount of work that goes into it, he has still found a way to get insurance. For those bizarre outcomes yeah considering he's in his 50s now he's done halo mm -hmm. jumps he's he did a parachute off of a falling motorcycle into a mm -hmm. canyon yeah yep um you know as as nutty as he is with scientology he sure can make an action movie mm -hmm. 
that I uh, to to take a slight detour from that, but related. Mm-hmm. I remember when they kicked Isaac Hayes off of South Park, and they left no no doubt mm-hmm. at all as to what happened to his character in the show, right. because of its criticism of Scientology or religions in general that happened to include Scientology. Right. And I I can uh, I can but imagine what a chef character doll would look like in that situation. <laughs> you know, gets home, Parker and uh, Parker opens up his Happy Meal. He's got the chef doll right in front of him. What elaborate series of things, him being as wealthy as he is, does he set up to be set up on that doll? Yep, yep, exactly. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Although there was one other thing that I thought of, and this, this goes back to, like, the effects. And mm-hmm. I do want to loop around to, like, the other scenarios where, like, it affects more people and, uh, and, and they don't know about it until it's too late. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things that would be kind of amusing is, mm-hmm. like, one of the famous things that voodoo dolls they do to in, like, movies is they, like, you know, put them near a fire and they get really hot. Um, but imagine how much more efficient, like, heating and cooling a person would be if you could just put their voodoo doll, like, near a can Like, not, not close so that they're actually in pain or anything, but like near mm-hmm. a candle mm-hmm. or just like put them in a little tiny refrigerator, you know, uh, it's like, wow, I'm really hot. Cool yourself off. <laughs> See, I, I like what you've assumed about people, Rob. You've taken a notion that all kinds of people use in all kinds of mean ways. And you've said, you know, let's hypothetically talk about people who, who use voodoo dolls for good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I bet that's true of people who look at that, that type of religious practice in general. If what you're doing is you're taking a symbol of someone else and you are deciding that this symbol is something that must be destroyed as, as opposed to something that must be, you know, well-maintained or, or, or treated well, that that is, that's like a, it's such a divide on the media side of things. Media has decided if this comes up, yeah, it must be because we really want to do harm to this person that we otherwise have no direct control over. Yeah. Not that we're going to put him in a comfy spot. Let him right. enjoy a sunbeam. Yeah, exactly. Although there, there are there are other funny yet technically helpful things that you could do. Like imagine if you had a thing like uh, Voodoo Daycare, where essentially you had like little rowing machines, little running machines that you could just put the Voodoo doll on. It's like, well, mm. we, we, you might not have the uh, the willpower to exercise, but we will make you exercise. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Imagine the... Uh... <clears throat> Imagine the type of structure people would have if they realized they could get that kind of benefit. Yeah. Voodoo doll is the one that can do all the exercise. You know, this is this is all of the all of the positive sides of the picture of Dorian Gray that have not been fully <laughs> exercised yet. Right. Although the, the the real question is, how would Arnold Schwarzenegger and The Rock feel about not having to put in that effort? <laughs> would it somehow make them? Make them lazy. They realize that putting in the effort is the thing that that brought them the success they wanted in the first place, and therefore. Yep. Hmm. Although speaking of wrestling, like wrestling mm-hmm. matches would be a lot easier. They'd be completely choreographed by the voodoo dolls. You just have a guy in another room just doing all the things. Yeah. Do you think when you think of voodoo dolls, do you think of them as having potentially that kind of absolute control? Is it more about what does a person feel neurologically or like the mood they're in mentally, or is it like the whole, the world around them in a, in a Truman show kind of fashion? So to me, Oh, that's a good question because to me it, it included like every part of the body. Um, but it's essentially, I don't mean gross, like disgusting, but like gross motor control. So Mm. like, you know, you could move an arm or a leg, you could, you know, stick them, you know, like you could burn or cool them, whatever, like physical things you could do. Um, but Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on when this happened in history, like if your voodoo doll essentially had like the intelligence of an AI, um, and you could like literally make someone see something, then yeah, you could like immerse them in an entire world. Um, or, like you could do like black mirror stuff. It's like, well, I don't want this person to be able to see this thing anymore. So I'll just remove their ability to do that. Hmm. Yeah. 
if you had that, yeah, if you you had that uh, control, just so I'm just going to take this thing and we'll put it in a little bag, roll the bag up, put it in a corner. Uh, I'm going to black out the eyes, right? Right. On the uh, on the voodoo doll. Oh man, that would be um, so weird because you'd see it happening. <laughs> right. One of them. One of them would go dark, and then you get the email that says, "All right, if you don't want the other one to go dark." <laughs> Here's where to send the. Here's where to send the large check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I don't have enough control over your tiny fingers to make you write the check, so you better do. It. <laughs> that is a real argument against giving these dolls any sort of fine articulation and uh, <laughs> yep. exact control over over things. You'd want them to be just sort of a lump, where the most you can do is the little pins. Yeah, essentially now, like a rag doll. Yeah. yeah. Am I remembering it right that voodoo dolls purportedly have some element of the thing being controlled in them, and that's what gives them that direct power? That so, is so, true. What is, it, what is it that McDonald's has been able to acquire enough of, of that person, to give that kind of control? Uh... Oh, man. So there's like a really grim, technically correct answer. So people have been shopping at McDonald's for decades, and people mm -hmm. have been throwing away trash at McDonald's for decades. So you just get like little DNA samples from people as they leave. Because <laughs> th actually, this is another case where McDonald's could be like, you know, eyes open on this. Um, mm -hmm. So like, imagine if like McDonald's for decades has been gathering <laughs> samples of people so they can like essentially oh, control, no. yeah, essentially control the world. Um, and as a little treat, as a little joke, after they've collected all the world leaders. <laughs> Uh, because there, there's famously like a very rich person. I don't know if it was like Rupert Murdoch, or if it was like Warren Buffett, uh, or Bill Gates. One one of those very rich people uh, got one of those golden McDonald's cards, which means that once you once you have it, you get whatever you want for life, as many times as you want. It's like it's like ridiculous. I think there's only like a hundred of them ever. Um, so they have all those people, right? They have control. And it's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to give everyone a little treat. We're going to take all the other random people that we've collected over the year, years and just put them in McDonald's. Happy Meals. It's like, we own the world now. I, we can at least have uh, some fun. I am inevitably going to take this another direction. I think they're collecting the DNA samples out of their competitors. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they take competitors' coupons. Yeah, and we didn't even get to the, the stage of it just being, you open up the thing and the voodoo doll is the Burger King. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine... It, is all of, it is all of their most, their most specific right uh, uh, competitive mascots and or people who only shop at things that are not, uh, they're not McDonald's. Oh, man. That's... So if you're a loyal McDonald's customer and you want to get that Happy Meal experience and you want to augment it, you can do whatever you want to it while McDonald's is thinking, well, no skin off our nose. Right, because none of our none of our customers are affected. Yeah, because only, yep. yeah. Although the idea of a voodoo doll for like an inanimate slash fictional character is kind of terrifying because does that manifest them like, is there like a statue in a Burger King that just suddenly comes alive? Well, I don't know which is more terrifying, the king or Grimace. Grimace has a family. I You've did not seen know other this. other Grimace-adjacent characters who have different types of control where Grimace is more of a, an everyman, as far as the, the Grimace world goes. Is, wait, uh, is the there king, a Mrs. Grimace? Or do they just, like, divide like bacteria? Uh, <laughs> I, I think... I, I thought there was at least one other character who had an official role in McDonald Land, who was also clearly a grimace, but they were then like the chief of police. Oh. Oh, okay. I hate to um, ask or propose things like this without 100% <laughs> knowing the answer, but that's uh, that's where I'm going to go with it. Is that there are other things that are also types of grimace? Ah. Was that Grimace the same color and shape? Um, 
something that you would also recognize is also a grimace. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I am. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something here that I didn't expect to understand. Uh, now that I've looked this this up this information up, um, he is a Gemini. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, and, I didn't expect that. And he is uh, purportedly. He is a representation of a taste bud. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how so, or why, yeah, but that's if worse. If you're out there wandering the McDonald's fandom and you're wondering more about these characters, now that we have proposed the idea of it being people who go to other places or people who are willing to contractually put themselves on a uh, <clears throat> in a PR role for McDonald's, just know that Grimace is a large, rotund taste bud. <laughs> that implies the existence of a Godzilla-sized creature. <laughs> he was the key guy, right, in the early days of the Happy Meal. Yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Although it reminds me of that trend that was happening when they had the Grimace Shake, and people were, like, posting pictures of them getting killed by the Grimace Shake. And, and Microsoft, and I keep saying Microsoft McDonald's, um, very wisely did not directly address this, but vaguely, vaguely like alluded to it. Yeah, what is their uh, what is their fallback then? What is their news strategy? What is their engagement when people who have used the voodoo for something decide that this is what they they now want to publicize it or they want to take McDonald's to task over it? Oh boy, what is the uh, what is the blowback, the basic blowback, and then what is the more subtle, uh, yeah, the subtle level? Yeah, because in this scenario, um, so so in the scenario where they don't know and they're just like a whole bunch of people who have um, voodoo dolls of them, um, I don't. I think they, they, they pull a, a Twitter X and they just don't reply to press. <laughs> I don't think there's any possible way that anything that they can say other than no comment or just completely denying the reality of the situation. Because, mm. I mean, the, the, the voodoo dolls, I would think, would have to like look like the people that they are because that's a, a somewhat common thing. It's not guaranteed. Um, so, like... The, the, there's like maybe they try plausible deniability like you know how they have those like workshops where you can build a doll that's like like you know like you or like your your kid does it for like them or their parents um, that they essentially like like say well we we had no intention of this being related it was just you know this cool thing to get to know each other like build inclusiveness by getting a random person so, so that you're exposed to other people that sort of thing um, yeah I mean that that defense will quickly fall apart when they realize that they've been gathering DNA samples for four decades <laughs> yes the, the, the wise among us will go less after the, the voodoo doll that they can easily disclaim as having any effect whatsoever and go more after the DNA harvesting yeah Although I love the fact, because you, you know, with the number of people that they would have needed to do this, that there would absolutely be like whistleblowers. So like people years before this would be saying, it's like, dude, they had me collect all these samples and people would think they're absolute cranks. It's like, there's, <laughs> there's no, uh -huh. exactly. It's like, it's just, it, the conspiracy can work if it's just absolutely so bizarre, uh, that nobody want like nobody is even willing to entertain the idea yeah 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 uh yeah it would be uh-huh yeah that's what they're doing uh i'm sure the the fda would have said something about that if that was actually going on it, exactly yep yeah and then they have to wheel back at that then there's the second and third levels of i never thought this was real but now or i knew it was real all along and then people reach a certain level of ascendancy based on that Yes, yeah, so several people will become famous. Um, all the people who don't immediately come out and say this will be, they'll essentially be part of like a RICO case, right? It's like you're one of the thousands of people who didn't say anything 
and you know you had a chance so you're complicit now um, they probably have a grace period right to say it's like look if you come forward now and testify um, we'll give you a deal and just like any deal that dries up quickly once they have like enough people uh, and some low-level dude who's collecting stuff is not going to stay loyal to the arches <laughs> it's just not happening <laughs> More like arch nemesis. Oh man! Oh, just you just reminded me of a very weird story, because um, I, I thought like these people maybe they're like hardcore loyal, so they have like golden arches tattooed on them like like a gang, um, and it just reminded me of a case where a fast food company absolutely did get thousands of people to get tattoos of their logo on them. Um, I think even on their face or neck, um, there was a Russian. Uh, Domino's promotion which was you will get f uh, free Domino's for life which was like essentially one pizza a week for like 10 years you know because life isn't really life uh, if you get a face tattoo of the full Domino's logo and they had to shut it down because too many people were claiming it <laughs> yep so yeah you got to be careful there are those angles you never you never expect there's uh, Pepsi promising uh, in a joking way that a billion Pepsi points will get you an F-16 fighter. Oh, it was a Harrier jump jet. Sorry, I... Harrier jump jet. Thank you, Harrier jump jet. And did you know that that is not a supersonic jet? What? It is not. I looked it up. It's, it's, it's like Mach 0.85 or something. Yeah. Why am I even getting these billion points? What's, <laughs> what is the point? Yeah, because the whole the story point? was amusing. Because you heard about the guy who tried, who actually got the points. Because you can, you could buy them in bulk. Uh, you could buy them in bulk, exactly right. Yep. And he took them to court, and eventually he did lose. Uh, and then when they re-released the promotion, they made it like ten times more, and you couldn't buy points in the same way. And then they even put a little disclaimer that says, "No, you can't actually buy this." Because they didn't want to. They didn't want to have to deal with being sued again. Not that guy, not again. Yep. Although there was a weird story. I know this is like tangent upon tangent, but there was um, this this uh, company that, I, I don't think it was Jell-O, but it was like Handy Snacks or something like that, you know, like knockoff Jell-O, essentially, yeah. um, where it, you would get a certain number of points by buying pudding from them and other products, but it turns out pudding had the highest point-to-dollar uh, ratio for airline miles because yeah. they partnered with an airline and he ended up getting like seven million airline points and because of how points in the airline worked he would always mm. accrue new points before he could use up the points that he had already purchased um and they they quickly realized that was a problem there there's hilarious situations where people didn't understand what they were doing like uh, a uk soup company or bean company that um, they didn't plan out that if you got one free because the thing is if you bought a thing of beans um, you could get another one for free and the ratio of that was high enough that people could end up buying like free beans for like weeks because mm -hmm. <laughs> they kept getting free ones on the free one that they bought so they didn't restrict it yeah oops mm. <clears throat> so yeah so we there left were... ourselves open for so many other conversations beyond the voodoo situation here. Yes, and there's still so many other voodoo things that we haven't talked about, like the average distribution of voodoo dolls, right? Because you're the, the, with the, with a hundred, I think we decided, yeah, a hundred million. And yeah. there's, and you know, I don't know how many people actually in a in that many week period would would buy it. Well, sorry, how many people in total would would have bought McDonald's? Because yeah. it's not a guarantee that you'd get your own, obviously. Um, although there, there could be a situation like that, which would be really bizarre. It's like, you know, buy, your, buy yourself, you know. Um, make sure that nobody steals your voodoo doll. Um, because that would be a really weird thing. Like, if you had your own voodoo doll... And somebody knew that you had your own voodoo doll, they might try to rob you to take it. <laughs> um, 
but the more sensible likely thing, you know, as sensible as any of this could possibly be, um, is that it would be random. Um, mm. And McDonald's is in a lot of different countries. So mm-hmm. it feels yeah, like... Yeah, the countries. We hadn't talked about the countries. Like, would it even make sense? Is this a sensible thing for some countries to, to know if they get a little doll that looks like a thing that is not a McDonaldland character? Would they even have a sense of what that could be, what you could do with it or why you might? Right, yeah. And... Um... Okay, so... Yeah, there are people who just don't know what it is. They don't do anything with it, and they just throw it out, um, or they just treat it like a regular toy, uh, because the odds of you knowing the person that you are basically in control of now uh, is very low. So you wouldn't have any particular urge if you if you didn't know who the person was to do anything. Um, but it's like there. there Imagine like the mental toll of that. It's like I have, I have a voodoo doll of this random person that I do not know. If I throw it out, what if it gets run over by a car? What if it gets, you know, it might be in a trash compactor at some point. Um, you know, I can't be morally responsible for that. So basically, you have a doll that you can't get rid of. Um, and I would say that. Let's not go down the route of if you put this in a plastic case, it'll suffocate. <laughs> so, so like there's like a massive plastic case industry that expands because people need to to protect these dolls because they, they don't want to be like morally culpable <laughs> for damaging it. Yeah, and then like the the famous people are going to be terrified because you know it's it's going to be you know, the more recognizable you are more likelihood that somebody's going to know that that doll is you um yeah so that there would be weird circumstances around there um the simplest one wouldn't be to actually like mess with the person unless you like really dislike them um it would be to basically blackmail the person to buy it from you <laughs> right it's like i'll give this to you for a million dollars there's a market people yep. out there looking to sell and resell looking for exactly the right doll yep I love the idea of there being a Craigslist voodoo doll subsection. <laughs> VD for VD. <laughs> That's not the personals listing you think it is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. Although that would be fun. It's like explaining to your, your significant other. It's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. It was the voodoo doll. <laughs> I just thought it was really important that I find the doll that was you, hun, because you're my hun. <laughs> it was ab- absolute ac- a ha- happenstance that I ended up with the one that looks like select member of your extended family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people would absolutely try to find like a voodoo doll of their boss. You know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Although you'd want, yeah, I mean, some groups look look enough propositionally as a as a role, working role or as a character, like standard middle aged white guy broadcast, like te- television broadcaster. Mm. You could see seeing that and then thinking, oh, I'm definitely doing this to the to the thing that I think, and it turns out it's right. someone else completely completely uh, foreign and removed from you that you have no idea where they are. Yep, or a twin. You're absolutely certain. Hey, it's that guy who looks like that guy. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that that would absolutely happen. Um, you know, government officials would be a big one. It's like, well, we'll we'll get this guy to quit, right? So we can get someone else in there. Or it's like on the on the Senate floor, just one guy just randomly decks another. <laughs> <laughs> This will be a real education for anybody who picks up any future Happy Meal toy that is even debatably look, looking like something like this and sort of pick up that pin for the first time or like has a candle next to them for that first time just to see. Yep. It goes well beyond the temperature range of most plastic toys in that case. You really need to <laughs> test that for, uh, for the worst that could happen. <clears throat> yeah, 
exactly. Oh man, and uh, let's see, there there was some other things I was thinking of. Um, so Iceland actually um, means that they made yeah. a smart move because in two thousand nine, they had McDonald's and then they stopped having McDonald's. So that means everybody who was of like fast food age uh, beyond then wouldn't have to worry about it because they, mm. n- nobody there would, would, would have been exposed to it. Um, which would which would be a really weird like reverse situation. So y- you know the um, the Stuxnet virus? Mm-hmm. So imagine if the U.S. government tried to install McDonald's in enemy countries in the hope of eventually getting someone to go... <laughs> Well, and they'd seed the Happy Meals. Yeah, exactly. That's the level we've gotten to. If you know you have this type of effect completely separate from, there's not even an air gap involved, not a, not a you have to physically take this thing over and put it in another computer. It's more, you can just anticipate, okay, at this given time of the, of the day, this is where this person of interest is going to be. We're going to start doing stuff at this given time of the day because we think their routine guarantees they're going to accidentally fall off a cliff somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turns out that uh, turns out that Segway guy, he didn't mean to fall off that cliff. It wasn't even close to intentional. Yeah, exactly. That was just the test case. <laughs> that was just the test case for <laughs> for future McDonald product releases. Yeah, it's like well, we need to set off the sprinkler system in this building. I have an idea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Well, I love how much ground we've covered. Yeah, there's, there's a lot here. It is a shame here. that I'm time-limited on this, even if that puts me at risk for me going out into the world and then someone finding a dog that looks a lot like me inside of a Happy Meal in about 10 minutes. <laughs> well, then I'll leave you with one short thought. Um, so, if, if this process was ongoing, imagine mm-hmm. if your voodoo doll wasn't moored in time. So you could have a voodoo doll as somebody like 300 years in the future. If it oh, wasn't real, like tied real, to DNA. Billy, Billy Pilgrim situation. Yep. Would you rather have mean like would you rather have forward or backward? Are you asking me? Would I rather have a historical figure who I could torment because of things that I'd already experienced, or do you think it's all future future based? That's oh, that's a good point. Um, so if we're not stuck by who um, how 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 the voodoo doll was made, mm-hmm. then I say don't restrict the direction. Um, anyone in history <laughs> but the weird thing oh, is wow. that if you did that at some mm-hmm. point someone would be able to count like there were, there would come a day where there would just be no more mcdonald's voodoo dolls and that would mean that every person had a voodoo doll and we would know the total number of people who would ever have lived hmm. Hmm. i will take a uh there are people who take just terrible people from the past and say, well, would you go back and kill them as an infant to prevent right. terrible things happening that they are eventually going to do? I am uh, in the same spirit of what we said earlier about how you could put the doll in a nice, comfortable place and you could care for it instead of holding it over a candle or right. stabbing it with something. Right. Uh, I am forever wondering why those writers or those those people talking about it don't say, well, we got a time, time machine go so back so we could uh, pick them up and we could adopt them and they could have a good life. Right. Yeah. Just let right. him go to art school no suffering, and you're good. No aggrieved, no forever <laughs> aggrieved feeling. Turned out things went a lot better that way. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> so I, I'm guessing you're time limited by like four minutes type thing or. Uh, I'd say give me another 60 seconds. Okay. Well, in that case. Unfortunately, uh, I, as I head out into the public, that means I also need to clean beforehand. Okay, so let's do the outro. Um, So thank you for listening. Um, I recommend for my podcast or other thing uh, that is done better, We Crashed, um, which is a nonfiction story of what happened to WeWork. Uh, There's some wacky stuff in there. Uh, It's it's a limited series, so check it out. Uh, How about you? Do you have a recommendation? I do. I have only, within the last 24 hours, finally caught up as a subscriber and like promoter to this program to the um, 
the 500 or the sorry the history of rock music in 500 songs mm. and the i can say that the promotional side of it so if you're willing to give the guy i think it's at least a dollar a month the amount of extra material that you get that goes along with that is remarkable and that's uh it's worthwhile just for that so even if you're already listening to the public version and you're willing to give the guy 12 bucks a year you'll be able to then get all of the other stuff which fills in so many things about tiny tim and mm. characters from behind the sound recording booth and situational stuff that you would have never anticipated and more information than you wanted to have about the about the beach boys making a disco album you know I, wow okay that's cool yeah exactly so there's so much going on there that i think it's worth one's time and a little bit of money if you have that nice so yeah thanks again for listening uh email is that.hypotheticals.podcast at gmail.com if you want to send anything uh feel free to leave a review please do that's how people become aware of us uh and uh yeah thanks for listening likewise